What made you decide to record Jack London for the internet? London wrote stories with vivid characters and often lots of action. They were written just about the same time as Doyle's home stories, but the settings are even more exotic than Victorian London. This writer traveled to places that are worlds away from our time. Frontier Alaska and Canada, dusty Mexico, and the Pacific Islands of Hawaii, Fiji, Tahiti, New Zealand, and he brings them alive in his stories. Many of them show human beings at the extreme edge of survival, starving on a snowbound trail in the Yukon, fighting a Pacific hurricane that uproots palm trees and slams boats into the beaches and rock cliffs, being tracked by armed authorities or bandits across volcanic ridges or frozen lakes. He knew the places and people he wrote about, and that's what makes them so arresting and believable. London's stories seem to have pretty universal appeal. In translation, his books are big sellers in Europe, Japan, China, and India. He is, in fact, the most popular foreign author in Russia. But doesn't he just write boys' adventure stories? It's easy to think that if you're only familiar with the tales you were required to read in school, like The Call of the Wild and To Build a Fire. I kind of assumed that was the case, too, until I started reading more of his stuff fairly recently. But London's second wife, Charmian, was an independent gal who sailed across the Pacific Ocean with him for 17 months. And some of his stories feature strong women as the hero, seeking revenge on the men that wronged them, choosing and rejecting suitable guys as their mate, running their own business or packing gear on the trail. London was also an intrepid reporter who toured the rubble of San Francisco a couple days after the great 1906 earthquake reported on the Mexican Revolution. He traveled to Russia to cover the Russo-Japanese War for the Hearst newspapers. So some of these historic events naturally turn up as the backdrops to his fiction. And his memoir about fighting and beating alcoholism, John Barleycorn, is a fascinating and hair-raising read. His life was as exciting and strange as any of his stories, and he only lived to be 40. What makes Jack London's stories good for listening to? As I said, they're full of action, and they often take place in exotic locales. He's very good at creating atmosphere and describing the details of a scene, particularly out in the wild of nature. His classic, To Build a Fire, has almost no dialogue and very little actually happens, yet it is a masterpiece of tension and suspense. It seems kind of a funny exercise to conjure in your mind Arctic wasteland, Rocky Mountains, raging rivers, and outrigger canoes plying between island paradises, while listening to the latest digital computer technology, probably in a big modern city. But that's the world most of us live in now. And those are the worlds Jack London can take us away to with the magic of his storytelling. As with the other stories we do for International Tales, we'll cover the most famous ones, like To Build a Fire, but we also hope to introduce listeners to stories that may be new and surprising to them. As always, the goal will be to create a wonderful listening experience that will stimulate your imagination but also we hope to encourage people to go to the authors and read more for themselves. Maybe even start reading aloud to their family and friends. It's not hard. It can be a fun and moving experience.